You are now listening to the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Somebody say oh my and give them dog six. What's up, Suns? Welcome in to the Sons of Swanee Sportscast once again off our three-week hiatus. Hunter Abercrombie along the way with Mr. TJ Vickers. What up, Vic? You know, you just said that, and I can't remember if it was a movie or a television show, but it's, it's a guy that looks at someone and says, you talk to me like you know me. Yeah. And you just said, welcome to Sons of Swanee. Like, people should know we still have a podcast, Hunter. Well, speaking of movies, and so this leads me into something, because I got a little bone to pick with you and the Hall Boys, which we'll get to them in a second. So, you know, I come in every time and we say, Uh what's up, sons? Well, you know, that is from a soccer movie. It is from a great piece of cinema from the early 2000s called Green Street Hooligans. Have you ever seen it? It's been a while. You've seen it, though? Yeah, I have. It's where they try to make, see, this is what soccer does. They try to make Elijah Wood a tough guy. So, that like Elijah Wood, Frodo Baggins is going to beat up gonna beat up soccer hooligans from Europe. Good luck with that. It's a great movie. Yeah. Love it. But yeah, that's that's the, the premise. Elijah Wood. Tough guy. So, so, you so always, you've always been a soccer guy. Exactly. See? And you and the Hall boys, who, by the way, I know they went back and forth. They were dogs, man. They, yeah. don't, they didn't play like cats. Yeah. Yeah. Cameron and Cooper played like dogs. And then Connor, so I went out to the Claffy game for a little while, uh-huh. and my man Connor Hall was out there, and about five minutes in... I heard he was busting heads. Well, he he was not in in, in what's the fitness? The fitness was yeah. not there for yeah. the game. Now it was better than our boy Leo, who just stood on the sidelines and, and cried about shots fired, man. Cried, I guess he was crying about Jaden Rashada, which we'll get to in a minute yeah, as well. Yeah, I think we could all cry about that one. So anyway, <laughs> me huge. Where have I been all week? Where am I going when I leave here? Parks and Rec soccer, because this is all I do, man. This is all I do. You getting defensive? Are you okay, buddy? Big soccer guy over here. Big soccer guy. Okay. You know, no three or four of the players on the team on the U.S. team. That, that's good. I'm in. That's good. Uh-huh. That's you know three or four more than I maybe would have expected. Speaking of great pieces of cinema, and I know we're not starting, but this is what they really come this, for. Yeah. Man, have you seen the movie Old Henry? If you haven't, folks, if you like good western movies. You need to check out Old Henry. Okay. Because one of the clips from it, I saw it a while back, but one of the clips, you know, how you go on, uh, you go down the Facebook rabbit holes on the videos. Yeah, that's true. One of the clips came up, and then that led me to my other favorite clip, which is from the movie Hell or High Water, where they're in a restaurant. So if you just go YouTube these, man, I'm, there's 15 minutes of good entertainment I'm giving you right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go see Green Street. That's all the soccer you need to know about. And (laughs) we'll move on with life. That's it. Do we have a sponsor this week, TJ? I, I think, I think you know, much like an NIL deal for Jaden Rashada, the, the market's dried up. The market has dried. Speaking of the market, oh, hey, that could be our sponsor again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call your boy. That's it. Yeah, just, just have them, just Edward Jones for the rest of the time. That's right. Yeah, yes, we, we are dropping sponsorships. Yes. All right. So, getting into other things, we have a ton to discuss because. You know, it's been three weeks since we last spoke. On the Swanee front, we are going to start right at the top with 
the Swanee wrestling team who has brought it back, baby. Yep. We are we are back. We talked about it a little bit. You had talked to Coach Wainwright about the expectations for this season, yep. what he was hoping to see, and I was out at the Sailor last Saturday. I was able to watch a little bit of the Sailor after Rec League Soccer, mm-hmm. and so have Got now. Got that in there. Yeah. And so we have we won district duels, beat Wakulla for the first time in 13 years, won regional duels, again, defeating Wakulla. Mm-hmm. So now, I think today, is it today or tomorrow that it starts, we are in the 1A duel, I guess you could call it semifinals, quarterfinals. Yeah, that, There's that starts teams. tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. That Perfect start, timing. Yeah, at Osceola at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Okay. So we're recording on Thursday the 19th because, you know, we say tomorrow – like, people should know what day we record yeah. now. But, yes, we are recording on January 19th, Thursday. So, tomorrow, January 20th on a Friday, Boys Wrestling State Duels at Osceola, 11 a.m. Yep. And so, we take on Episcopal. So, to give folks an idea of the difference between – so, now wrestling has two state tournaments. There's the dual state tournament, and then there's the regular, what we've always known to be, the individual state tournament. So, the duels is basically team versus team. So it would kind of be like if the football team or the baseball team or the basketball team was in the playoffs, they're playing another team, same concept, you're wrestling another team. And whoever has the most points goes on to the next round, just like you would in any other sport. So we are going up against Episcopal from Jacksonville. That's the other, the other uh, 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 champion, I guess, from our region, okay. from Region 1 or the other runner-up, however you want to say it. We haven't wrestled them yet. We go against them. We are favored against Episcopal. Waiting for us in the semifinals will most likely be Jensen Beach, who is the defending state champion. So Tough draw. Tough draw. And I don't like it because it has us in Region 1 going against Region 4 in the semis. Why not just go 1, 2, 3, 4? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be, be nice. most likely against Jensen Beach. The others down there will be um, Hernando, Palm Bay, Zephyr Hills Christian, and First Baptist out of Naples. And so say all that to say congratulations to the boys, a huge accomplishment. Um, like I said, went over last week, and really it's impressive. I didn't get to see everybody wrestle. Um, like I said, I showed up a little bit late. I showed up during our Fernandina match, and then after Fernandina we wrestled Fort Myers while I was there and won both of those. So we finished as the runner-up at the Billy Sailor behind Fleming Island, who really, really good 2A program, so we won't have to see them. But they're going to be up there in the conversation for state as well. And so a great showing by the dogs, and man, we are, we are bringing it back. I say we, Coach Wainwright and the boys are bringing it back. Looks really good. Yeah, it's just nice to have Swanee wrestling be what, for those of us have been around long enough, what Swanee wrestling is. You know, there was a little, I guess you could say there was a little peak in 2010. Whenever I was a senior year, we had a couple of state champions here and there, but it wasn't the sustained, the full team truly being what. It was in the 90s. You know, you had a couple state champions with Joe McMillan, Travis Laxton, and you, you had some guys like before that and a little after that too that, that were very highly regarded individually. But this is a full team. I mean, it's been a couple weeks since I think it was the first week of January, Hunter, but they uh, they came out with the, the rankings for state wrestling. I think we had eight or nine guys that were within like the top 15. So you, you look at the state of Florida wrestling and then you're starting to see – and from all the different kind of weight classifications, there's a Swanee guy in the top yeah. 10 and the top 5, if, if nothing else, at least a top 15, where 
that's something that Coach Wainwright talked to me about a couple of years ago where it's like I just don't have the horses right now. There's just weight classifications where I don't have a guy that, that I could fit in there, and so we're dropping points right away. Well, So not only does he have enough guys to fill out each weight classification, he has high-end talent at each weight, each weight classification. And you're really starting to see, like you said, Hunter, Swanee Wrestling being back to where it was. And you start seeing some of these results, and we'll see what happens whenever they go to these duels here starting tomorrow. But you're starting to get good results again and good team results. And, again, you're just continuing to build a program. Much like we talked about, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit different because this is a program that's been a while, around for a while. But you look at the girls' weightlifting program. Mm-hmm. It, you know where where it began and where it is now. It, it's not at all the same thing. But you got the right people in place. You got interest building behind success, and now you're starting to see growth in numbers. And that program just really be one of the best programs in the state. Swanee wrestling had some dips. Now it's getting back to where it should be, and it, it's just great to see. And I'm I'm really happy for Coach Wainwright. That's McKen folk, you know, like we talked about before. But yeah. I'm really happy for the, all the wrestlers for Coach Wainwright. Everyone involved in that program. They they certainly have put their blood, sweat, and tears to get where they are right now, and they have deserved everything that they've gotten so far. Well, we talked about it, how having a full lineup is such a key Absolutely. element because, yeah. you know, you can just get You're points. not dropping points. So at the Sailor, um, again, we defeated. We, so we've been to several of these dual tournaments. So Swanee is now 34-3 and on the year in duels, mm-hmm. meaning against other teams. Yep. Really, really impressive, obviously. So this weekend we went 8-1. and one. We defeated Reigns, Oak Leaf, South Walton, Union, Columbia, never a bad time to beat those guys. Of course. Beat them down, 77-6. to six. Not even Just close. like, you know, just take out back behind the woodshed and let you know. West Nassau, Fernandina, and Fort Myers again. Um, so some guys had some really – Aiden Kirby, Austin McKinney, both 9-0 and for the weekend. Um, Austin's in the top ten in the state. Yep. Eli Jolliker, who's ranked second in his weight class. Justin Contreras and Brody, Brody Beam, who's ranked fifth in his weight class, were all 8-1. and one. Austin Howard was 7-1. He's ranked third in 1A. Mm-hmm. And then Sam Ballard, Topher Pearson, Dustin Wood, each of them 5-1. Um, and one. Actually, Ballard was 6-2. and two. Pearson and Wood were 5-1. Um, and one. Topher Pearson, he's second in 1A. And then Ben Lewis, Holden Corbin, and Jonathan Gonzalez all finished out either 5-3 and three or 4-4. Four and four. So really impressive, uh, again, for them. And it's just a matter of getting more reps you know, hopefully we give – hopefully don't want to look past Episcopal tomorrow, obviously, but then you sure. get against Jensen Beach, and let's see what happens. I think yeah. it will be good. And if nothing else, it will be good for us going forward. As we said, we have another state tournament, yeah. district tournament, regional tournament, in a separate, you know, format coming up. And so really looking forward to seeing how the boys do. It was really fun and really good, and I think – I think everybody really enjoyed the tournament. It was a good one. Yeah, and if nothing else, Hunter, something that we've talked about with other programs that we discussed, whether it be the Swanee baseball team, Swanee softball, uh, the football team these last couple of years, when you play high-end talent like that in the regular season, it, it helps build you for what a good deep postseason run could potentially look like. So going up against Jensen Beach, that that's only going to breed the best out of us and go ahead and see where we stand against high-level talent and to go ahead and get that out of the way to see what we could work on and then still have, you know, districts, like you said, coming up and everything else. It, 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 it won't hurt to have something like that, you know, happen right now. And, you know, you're losing a lot next year because yeah. I believe you lose Beam and I know you lose Howard and you lose Kirby and, and maybe Contreras for one more, but you still bring back a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the names I just listed off, 
you know, I didn't list off Torin Johns, who's going to be in there. Clay Starling, who's going to be in there. So you have some other guys either waiting for spots or competing for spots, I should say, mm-hmm. each week. Yep. And so you really got some depth now, too, sure. which is a good thing. And that, a couple of years ago, that was not at all the case. Right. So that's kind of like, you know, whenever I was mentioning the weightlifting program, you're going to have Matty Marcy, you're going to have whoever else phase out of the program, but having someone to, you, you hate to say, you know, step into those shoes because those shoes are huge to fill, but to have someone that is almost able to do that job as well as the person who's leaving, that's how you build a sustained program, and that's, yeah. what, that's where we are right now. And speaking of that, with Coach Shearer, I talked to her the other day. They have districts coming up next week. She told me, you know, we were very excited. We came off the, the traditional state title two years ago now. We had the snatch state title and the runner-up in traditional last year. She told me she feels better about this year even, or she feels really, really good about this year, maybe even better than she did last year. Nice. And so that's impressive considering sure. what we lost. Absolutely. And so – That'll be next week, so we'll have some updates for you whenever we record again. We're not going to promise when that's going to be. <laughs> Other winter sports are getting ready to wrap up. So right now the only sport that is in line for a playoff spot is boys soccer. Um, they are number one in their district, seventh in the region, though. And so if they win the district, I'm assuming it will be like football where we'd have a top four seed, TJ? Yes, I believe we would get a chance to host. And I'm not sure who we would be in line to host against, but then it looks like we might line up against, I think, Bishop Kenny maybe in, in the next round, yeah. and it, it might be lights out. So, <laughs> so, the, so the region goes right now, Wakulla, Bishop Kenny, South Walton, Yulee, West Florida, then Tacoy Creek. We're right behind Tacoy Creek, and Bay is right behind us, Beachside right behind them. So it's basically ourself, you know, Swanee, Bay, Beachside. Sounds like a Saved by the Bell episode. We will be competing two teams for three teams for two spots. Yep. is what you're looking at. Yeah, and and right now, you know, we we have one more game. Again, we're recording on Thursday the 19th. They have a home game versus Lafayette uh, tomorrow at seven o'clock. So versus Lafayette, and they're two zero and one in their district. Uh, East Side, Santa Fe, and who was the other one? Palaka is a, is the three teams Ugh, what a in the district. Town. Yeah, <laughs> outside of us. So we're two and. We're two zero and one against them. So, that, like you said, Hunter, we're sitting in first place. You know, this team has kind of gone through some injury problems. Which, gosh, I mean, we could have said that a couple of years ago, even when CJ was still here with us. You know, the the injury bug is real with this soccer team. Yeah. But you kind of see they they were as close of a fully healthy roster they've had since the start of this year. And a couple of weeks ago, they played at home versus John Paul, the second out of the school out of Tallahassee. One came away with the win, two to one. And they, they've run into some trouble here these last couple weeks. But after that John Paul victory, they tied Buholtz and they tied Mulberry. Since then, some of the Tallahassee schools have gotten better of us this last week. But yeah, you, you are encouraged that when you get a chance to have a full roster that you are looking more competitive in some games than, than what you were earlier this year. Yeah, I know Childs is ranked like second in their classification. They're always yeah, really, really they're, good. they're always going to be very good. Speaking of, man, so I told you I went to the Claffey Memorial game and – so C.J. Joyner was out there. Yep. That dude can fly. Yeah. Now, I'm not, like, talking about he's just fast. People are like, oh, he's fast. No, no, no. He's, like, next level fast. I did not realize. Dude. Yeah, we, 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 we the alumni that. beat our team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty handily, too. Yeah. 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 My boy, Austin O'Connor, former uh, interviewee for the Sons of Swanee podcast, scored from 60 yards out. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that yeah, one. Yeah, that was, that was pretty neat. He let me know about that one. Yeah, he was, he was very happy with that. But yeah. we got to speaking of, we got to work on the the oldest Abercrombie boys goal scoring celebration. We got some work to do. 
I'm surprised to hear you say that because I I feel like you would be the one to scream, you know, act like you've been there before. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you could at least give it a fist pump. I don't know. It's good. It's all good. Well, if he just, if we did, if we just act like we'd been there, that'd be cool. But it's like we, we have a celebration somewhat, but it's not a good one. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay, I got So you. if we just okay. like, yep, supposed to do this, jog it back. Well, now you talk about... We're not just, like we're scoring so many goals I that mean, we can do that. We're, we're a little bit of everywhere right now, but have you seen that video of, I think it's the third grade basketball team that yeah. does every heck, Yeah, heck with those guys. Yeah, those guys suck. My goodness. The, whoever's coaching them and their parents should be beaten. I, I love the idea of, again, we're talking about maybe third graders here, and there's this one kid that does the too short thing, like where you put your hand oh, down yeah. by your knee to yeah. let them know that the defender is too small. You're all small, buddy. You, you oh no, no, no! The other kids, the other kids are gonna hit their growth spurt and catch up to him, and it ain't gonna be so funny yeah, anymore. And, yeah, and these. And by the way, how do we have a full like film crew to watch this third grade basketball team? Do you at really? Do you really want me to get in? I don't think no, we got okay, enough time for right, me to right. talk travel we, ball. No, we, yeah, we've had to, we've we've done this episode before. Yeah, That's when Jeff Lee kicked in the front door. Moving and, on. And, yeah, yeah, never mind. Okay, we're, so we're getting back on, we've gone off the rails. We apologize. Getting back on track. So our other teams, so our other winter sport teams are going to have to win their district in order to get in the playoffs. Uh, that's boys basketball, who is currently 20th in the region. Girls basketball, 18th in the region. And girls soccer is 14th in the region. And so each of those teams, in order to reach the playoffs this year, will have to win their the district tournament. Yep. And so, you know, I know we don't have a lot. We just haven't done our jobs as volunteers in keeping up really, really good with everything this year. <laughs> so, you know, put that on us, whatever. We just won't get paid this week. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's that's why our NIL deal was pulled. Okay, so TJ. Okay, so we got basketball or baseball, softball starting up this week. Saw them practicing. So we'll certainly be looking forward to that. Got a baseball alumni game. We will game. be there for that. Baseball alumni game coming up the 4th. I got to get You, you going to participate? I always do, baby. I love it. It's fine. Right. Yeah, right. man. Before we get it. before we get much further into sports coming up, I just want to do a backtrack there. Uh, one of my swimmers, Ainsley Pack, was named Lake City Reporter's Girl Swimmer oh, yeah. of the Year. So yeah. many accolades to her. Definitely well-deserved. Yeah, so we had, and we'll, if we start naming and we will start naming, but we're going to miss somebody, so we apologize in advance. I believe we had the Girls Cross-Country Runner of the Year, yeah. Um, Hermanson, correct? I believe. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're not going to fact check it. We'll just get in trouble. Um, our boy Jay Smith was the Offensive Player of the Year, which was very well-deserved. In football, we had several on the first team. I know uh, Bronson was quarterback. I don't remember who all was first team and who all was second team, but I do know uh, Cody Lang, Brandon Robinson, Quavy, Marquavius Owens. Um, oh, shoot, I'm going to forget somebody. But anyway, we had a lot. We had a lot, of, we had a lot, a lot on the football. Of, a lot of people being recognized. Right. Uh, girls golf, Ryan Donaldson, she was golfer of the year. That's right, yep. Very cool. And if we miss somebody, we apologize, and we will make it up to you somehow. In, in three weeks. In three weeks. We will, we will Absolutely. correct ourselves there. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that. I Again, this is like uh, the airing of grievances. We missed Christmas, so now we're airing the grievances. Okay. So last we spoke, you were very adamant about Mike Norvell's lack of recruiting prowess in the high school ranks. Correct. So from there till now, what – has anything changed with your opinion considering the transfer portal and considering all things high or all things recruiting? Has anything changed since that time with your opinion? 
For high school rankings? No, just in general. Recruiting overall. For high school rankings, no. Um, he's, He's good at the portal. We've seen guys be very good at the portal. I mean, our boy Dopey Dan Mullen was very good at the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that is going to be beneficial for you and whoever else is using the portal is, is like we talked about last time, Hunter, you entered the portal younger than you've ever entered before. I mean, you look at Walker Howard, who just transferred from LSU to Ole Miss, who was an established SEC caliber quarterback. He's got four years of eligibility. Right. And Lane Kiffin's going to make the most out of that. So... To get to Norvell, I know my opinion hasn't changed about him for the high school rankings, but there is something to be said about kids just entering the portal younger than ever before. Again, I just my thing is I, I don't know how sustainable that is. I think there's one of two ways that you can go about the portal, and I think Florida and Florida State are, are doing it in, in total opposite directions, and I think it could both work for both of us. I think you can get – a big-time player at a small university or a smaller school, put him on a big stage and see how he performs. Jared Jared, Verse. Jared Verse. Perfect example of that. Um, or you could get a highly regarded kid that is maybe buried under a depth chart at a, a very sound school and just say, hey, this was the 45th best player in his recruiting class and unfortunately just didn't crack the, the starting lineup for whatever program. So I think Florida State's done a very good job of of getting a little bit of both of that, but it's they're more of we got these hidden gem guys that have succeeded very well at lower levels. Let's put them in a bigger conference and let's see how they do. How Florida, and this is our first full cycle with Billy Napier going into the transfer portal, truly, he's almost doing it the exact opposite this year. We got a linebacker from Michigan and Ohio State that if you look at where they were ranked in high school, their college production hasn't quite matched that yet. But, again, I just said Michigan and Ohio State. There's no shame in being buried when you only play two linebackers really nowadays in modern football anyway. There's no shame in being buried under those guys. We just got an offensive lineman from Baylor who was, I think, a top 15 PFF graded uh, lineman last year. So that's going to be a huge void to fill. That's an instant starter for us. There's a guy from Alabama that just committed to us. That's an offensive tackle. Again, he was one of those guys that just was buried under the depth chart. So, I kind of went the other way with with your answer, but no, nothing within the last three weeks has changed about how I feel Mm -hmm. about potentially. So you still feel building a program through the board. You still feel like it has to be high school recruiting as the priority to get to where you want to be. Yeah, and so so to to get to where you want to be over time to sustain it right. And and I do think because I went back and listened to the last episode and you made a very fair point of look at how Texas A&M had the amazing recruiting class where they at okay and TCU brought in a bunch of transfers it didn't really work for okay and I'm glad you said it because that's that was going to be not TCU but we had a love fest with Mel Tucker in Michigan State for one year because they got Kenneth Walker and then some other guys where are we at now with Michigan right. State? Where, where's our love fest for that? It, 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 it's not sustainable. I, I think I still think the transfer portal should be plug-and-play, instant starter guys, sure. or you really need to build depth at a key position. Uh, I don't see – and, I mean, for the most part, Florida State, that's, they're, they's they're getting starters. But yeah. I think that, that's, that, that standpoint is, I guess, overlooking how, how flawed that roster was where it was very easy to come in and say, hey – it was. If you come in right right away and you perform how we expect you to perform, you're going to start. I would agree that, or I would say that for Florida State, the guys who came back 
were more important or will be more important oh, or impactful than, than the guys came. But all of them are transfers too. Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, Jordan Travis, Micah Pittman, Johnny mm-hmm. Wilson, all transfers. Yeah. Did not start at Florida State. So I look at it now, until something changes with this NIL and, and the portal and all of that, that it is sustainable because I look at it like if you were, say, baseball. So if, I can, if I'm a general manager of the Atlanta Braves and I can make a trade for prospects who have already been in the minor leagues and performed in the minor leagues, then may, I'm probably more apt to, to feel good about that than I am mm-hmm. the kid I draft from high school. Yeah, I can understand that. And so that's the way I look at it. So until something changes, especially with the fact that now, you know, the success the guys have had who have come to Florida State, I think that both – and if you're good by plug-and-play – well, shouldn't that in turn then help high school recruiting? Because now look at what Florida State's doing. They won right. 10 games. We're going to be an in-vogue pick next year to be like a sleeper candidate, which I kind of don't like. I'd rather it's just fly under the radar. I'm a little worried that they might read their press clippings, but hopefully <laughs> not. So say all that to say, I think you have to have a mix in today's recruiting game, and you can't say, well, Florida State had the 17th-best recruiting class. No, if you combine them – is probably much higher because, according to who some sources you read, twenty four seven, and another, we are have the number one portal class, and right. so I think you have to combine them to accurately say this is your recruiting class. This is who you have, especially because the portal guys only get the one time free transfer. So now, if they have multiple years of eligibility and choose to use them, most likely you feel like they're going to be a right state. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, of course, and, play it right away. And yeah, so so I go off of two four seven. I know ESPN has their own rankings uh, on three, which we can get into that in a second. That's a joke of a website. Uh, and <laughs> rivals, rivals is I would say right below twenty four seven. But for the most part, I go twenty four seven. So twenty four seven has their their overall rankings. So you have the transfer market, you have the high school market, then you have the composite rankings there. So according to I got it pulled up right now, Florida State two thousand twenty three football commits they rank twentieth according to high schools okay with the number one overall transfer ranking class that puts you at 16 so florida which including Jaden rashada which isn't maybe accurate still for for the time being right now deuces it's it's the 13th or 11th best class somewhere in there then you factor in the transfers which we don't have very many as of right now and their rankings need to be updated i think it, it still keeps us right there it keeps us hovering around that same spot but what you were saying there hunter is kind of like one of the the points I was making earlier where I was meaning year three of Mike Norbell. You finally had a successful season. You know, mm-hmm. he got he got the cheese that's dumped on him. You guys just barely beat another six to six team, so congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. And congratulations on kicking that field goal against Oregon State to keep the absolutely. shutout streak going. Absolutely. There's Congrats. not gonna be there's not gonna be a little disclaimer on there that says, Remember that one time we kicked the field goal with two seconds left that's in the right. bowl game? Congrats. So yeah, yes. we're good. I mean, that's basically this, we're talking, you know, apples and oranges there, right? But we're talking Vin Diesel. It doesn't matter if you win by a, a mile or a yard, whatever. Winning's winning, and a point on the board is a point on the board. That, that's that's what I, that's what I was worried about. But but going back to it, Hunter, my, one of my points I made when we talked last time was year three successful season for Mike Norvell, the high school class still is nothing special. You got Hakeem Williams, who's yes. a five star, borderline five star kid. You know, and then 
I mean, let's let's look and see what else. I mean, we we got a couple other. We, we got one other kid, Lucas Simmons, who yep. is more of a projection based. Big tackle. Which I mean, I guess all all high school kids are a little bit of a projection, but he, especially his projection, he's ranked one fifteenth. In the nation, uh-huh. everybody else is outside of the top three hundred for uh-huh. your high school kids. So here's what you do. So I would, so I would like to have out. more talent stacked on top of each other there, and that was kind of my point where uh-huh. I think a successful season, you would, I would hope to see more high school kids wanting to be a part of that and jumping into that fold. And I, I would just, say I if you go look, if you pulled up the last five years of high school like individual recruiting rankings, and you said the players after you get past about number twenty, it is a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Kids yeah, don't I mean, pan out all the time. Like, let's say, uh, I mean, we can use Florida State, for example. Um, let me think of one that well, – DeMory Tate. DeMory Tate was our highest-ranked recruit two years ago. He's a defensive back from Orlando. Never played a down. Mm-hmm. But Duke Cooper and Kevin Knowles, very lowly three-star guys, have started for us for two years in, in the defensive backfield. Shaheen Brown from that cesspool of a town next to us with the purple and gold. Yeah. Three-star guy. That Signed helps. late, yeah. who's going to be a starting safety next mm-hmm. year. And I know you can't win championships with a bunch of three-star guys with heart. I got it. But at the same time, if those guys don't work out, guess what you do? You go to the portal yeah. and you replace them yeah. like we did our entire offensive line. And I, I just and So let me, let me correct something. So – Two four seven right now with some kids having their letter of intent signed and other kids just being committed. You do have three other kids in the top three hundred. You have a defensive lineman, a safety, and a linebacker. So I think that brings your total to five yes. kids in the top winning in the top three hundred. But you you look at other programs, the ones that you're seeing play in the college football playoffs, and the, no, that's going to be the, the same. Merit. Okay, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. Until Clemson kind of had a Clemson's, little bit of a fall off here, here and there, but. But yeah, you, we're about to shoe them. We're about to put them back in their rightful place. I think they're about to do that to y'all, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But I mean, really and truly, I mean, the, the biggest thing is is the player retention right now. You, you guys don't need to worry about high school rankings this year. You don't this need to year. worry about a transfer portal class, which I mean, you got a pretty good one here. I, you know, can't even lie about that. But Travis. Jordan Travis coming back was the biggest thing. Oh, of course. All, all these other guys that are coming back with First him, and that's Fabian fine, Lovett, too. yeah. Up, up and until, Benson, Trey Benson. Up until, Another transfer. Up until this last year, you guys have just been the University of Jordan Travis. There has not been one single difference maker on your team, other than maybe Jermaine Johnson the second, which uh-huh. was a transfer. The biggest thing that has been working for you all these last couple of years is Jordan Travis going into the backfield with the Etch-A-Sketch and drawing up plays and then <laughs> running away, avoiding three concussions every single play because he dives out of tackles somehow and making a play. So Jordan Travis coming back is the biggest thing that could have ever happened for that True. university. So you, you, I would also you, want, say- you guys won in the biggest spot, the most important position in sports, definitely this sport, mm-hmm. is quarterback. You have a veteran, established quarterback coming back. And Who many people early in his career did not think was a quarterback. Correct. So we get, I think Atkins and Norvell and Tokars get some credit for developing yeah. Jordan Travis. Yeah. The run game was also good last year, i.e. Trey Benson coming mm-hmm. back. Now we did lose Trey Sean Ward. I got it. Yeah. It's a loaded backfield. You want carries. No hard feelings. And it helps whenever your quarterback may be the best running back you also have as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course. Yeah, know, so, so elite that, yeah. players are. You I mean, always want to. You put players. Tate Rodermaker back there. I bet Trey Benson and all them guys don't have nearly as good of a year because you, they're, you they're, put some respect on the name of the Rodermaker. Because, because yeah, when have you ever? 
the second half against Louisville, yeah, where that, we all that, said oh, we, yeah, were that, that we were wrong. We were wrong. That juggernaut of a team. But yeah, and that, and that helps. And that, that's just player retention and making a good game plan for the players you have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be one thing that's going to be interesting with Florida, where, okay, we, we knew uh, Richard Garage was going to leave. We knew o- Osiris Torrance was a one-year lease from Louisiana. Mercenary. Who, who ended up being a, you know, he's going to get a get a brick outside the swamp. He was an AP first-team All-American. Mm-hmm. So both of those guys are leaving. That was expected. The Ethan White and the Michael Tarquin transfers were not expected at all. Uh, Ethan White still has not signed with a particular team. There seems to be some hope he could come back, but I don't really see well, that what's happening. going on there? And I really don't know. People within the program were kind of surprised to see that they both were looking for a change because th- those guys were starters. It's not right. like it's not and like, good. They're, they're good right. players. It's not like our, our boy Josh Braun, our local guy, where he got some play with Mullen, he got some run, and then Osiris Torrance comes in. He's a he's a potential first round mm-hmm. draft pick. He's a first team All AP All American, and so he kind of gets buried under the dev chart. So he looks elsewhere. Ethan White and Michael Tarquin were both starters. Not maybe not going into this year for Tarquin, but Ethan White was a starter, a multiple year starter, and he didn't lose his job when the new coaching staff came in. So I I found that one interesting, and it seems like from what I've read on two four seven and some some other people that within the program they were surprised that they left too. Mm-hmm. That's why getting that kid from Baylor, who's an interior offensive lineman, who'll be one of our starting guards next year, getting a couple different tackles. Uh, there's a kid from Kentucky that was the top fifty overall. Uh, recruit in last year's recruiting cycle he's visiting this weekend and Florida seems to be in a good spot for him that's why it was more okay we got to get these big guys up front but now what is Graham Mertz gonna look what what is uh, ETN what is Montreal Johnson going to look like with a non-threat to run Mm -hmm. at quarterback probably the same way Cam Akers felt when Alex Hornigbrook came into Florida State and, and you know Wisconsin, you know, not known for quarterback play, right? And they're also not known for having athletes play around them. This is just a homer in me. We we know what Alex Warren broke. We know what that experience was like for us for Florida State. But Ugh. I'm willing to bet this is going to be the best group of athletes Graham Mertz well, has yeah. ever played with. Yeah. So for all those amazing 80 yard touchdown runs versus LSU to AR had where he stiffed arm five different guys. I will show you seven third and eights that he missed over the middle to Ricky Persall. <laughs> so we're not going to have the wow jaw dropping, you know, three sixty two point conversions where he but throws you might in convert the third down. But we're going to have we're going to have a, a good sustained twelve play drive that gets us into the red zone instead of a three play drive that is going to be a touchdown for us or a pick six for them. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just too much of a homer to get out of my own way. I don't think the Graham Mertz experience is going to be terrible. You think it's the Jack be Mertz? Miller experience would have been awful? Oof, man. We've been there, TJ. It's all cyclical. We don't well, want to get too cocky because it all comes back around. It's all right. It all comes back. We're not going to be. I'm more scared about this year than I than I was last year. Well, we got to travel to Utah. The schedule yeah, doesn't, yeah, doesn't favor good. ourselves nearly as much this year as it did last year. We, we're replacing a lot. We just we got to see, but we've talked about it before. Florida fan base is one of the most toxic, dangerous places you could ever go. So I really hope they don't start coming after Billy Napier and, and his coaching staff. I mean, the whole thing that we haven't talked about yet, the Jaden Rashada situation, that has nothing to do with the university. That has nothing to do with the coaching staff. That's this Come new, on, this you don't think new, the collectives talk to the coaching staff? That That is all the collective. I mean, for all the things that we, we talk I know, about. I know in the, in the world of legal, you know, yeah, you can't talk. But do, y'all think, do you think that really that it doesn't happen? Do you think the coaches stay completely out of that? 
Oh no, there, there's no way. But I don't right. think I don't think this should reflect poorly at all at Billy Napier. I it, it may not should. I think it, it perception teams will use it against them exactly when when you will be recruited when against you, when because you're, of when that. you're fresh off of an official visit to Florida and then you go to Georgia or wherever else or Texas they're gonna A&M, say they're gonna be like I mean come on guy like you really want to try to but go I there? will, they don't really I will say this guy. too but I am I, I don't think the number is as inflated as has been stated. There is no high school prospect worth thirteen million dollars. Absolutely not. And what are we doing to the kids that are already on that roster? Well, that and that's a whole other. I mean, we can I'm do not a paying whole... thirteen million dollars for an unproven product because I mean, you've already opened Pandora's box at that point in time. So DJ Lagway, who I am much more excited about in next year's recruiting class than I was at any point in time for Jaden Rashada in this recruiting class. Well, if Rashada's worth thirteen mil, where, where's my number? Exactly. And then in 2027, a couple of years from now, I mean, we're looking at 20 mil. Or if I'm Trevor ETN. Yeah. Well, what the heck? Yeah. And that's the point. They have to put some reins on this thing because – and if you get into more than one collective or more than one NIL group, now you got egos at play, and it's just a, it's a, it's a crap show, man. Yeah. And so you end up with this, and I will also say – you don't see many recruitments that contain a lot of drama work out where the guy's just a stud. Correct. I mean, let's look at what's going on right now with Cormani McClain, who was right. the longest time seemed to be a Florida lean. I mean, you even talked to some of the defensive backs that are in the class with us this year that were supposed to be with Cormani. When Cormani did what he did, he FaceTimed Sharif Dennison and a couple of the other corners that were in the class with them. They were all shocked. And you know these recruits talk back and forth to sure. each other. And then, like, there's even quotes, like, from the Under Armour All-American game where you read them between the lines, they're like, this guy, this guy's kind of weird. Kind of kind yeah. of a weird dude. Like, don't really know what's going on with him. And now you see he goes to Miami, he throws up to you, he's committed to them. And then, I'm not sure if it was crystal ball or not, but a group of University of Miami Hurricane recruiters come to Lakeland High School to visit with Kermani McClain. Cormani is not on campus, is not to be found, and next thing we know, we see a photo shoot coming out with him doing snow angels in Colorado yeah. with Dion. So he's going to end up in Colorado, it looks like, at this point in time. You know, you never want to count out whatever. Bama. Primes, um, whatever, that's a whole other conversation. But, I mean, again, just the, the general shot of thing, it's, it's going to work against Florida negatively because other schools are going to use it negatively against him. But the two things, as a Florida fan, that – I've been frustrated with is the administration and some of their standards and kids not being academically eligible, even though they were committed and signed and everything else. And then like they get to that final step to enroll and they're like, nope, buddy, can't enroll. Sorry. So you see kids almost every year not make it for Florida because of that reason. Yeah. And then up until this last year, Dopey Dan, everybody else, they're just it's this coach that doesn't seem to truly care about recruiting. And that's sometimes why we strike out on big recruits. Billy Napier is not that. Jaden Rashada made it. He's academically eligible. And then it's this new, weird NIL situation. That's the reason that the, the prize jewel of this recruiting class is not going to ever show up on campus. That can be your- so that's, that's just another level of frustration where this shouldn't be looked at as Billy Napier dropping the bag or being any less of a recruiter than what he was expected to be. But it will be used against him in future recruits, and that's just kind of how it's going to work. Yeah, and well, we'll see how that can it, be your, it, it, it comes they can, out. They can be your don't be that guy. Well, that that was one. That was one of them. Yeah. Ah, well, moving on to things we can't agree on because I'm sure the folks they don't come for our college football. They just get it extra. You know, this is all for them. I think I think they enjoy the banter back and forth. But the things I'm we sure, 
I'm sure, you know, some, some ogles that are on your side of it have loved to hear me squirm in my skin trying to, you know, make this That's right. college, the justification college and high school justifications yes. work. But then you hear, I'm sure some Florida fans would hear what I'm saying. They'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Like, the success just operates in here, over here in silence, you know. We just, is, is that we just quietly. Silence? That's, just what, that's, quietly what you, that's what you refer to yourself as? Go about as? our business. That's what we do. Right, right. But things we can agree on are the, are the wonderful, the stupendous, the magical Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval. Who come back from the brink of death. Yes. And find a way. Yes. And the Chargers Charger. Thank you, Joey Bosa. Good job, Brandon Staley. Yes, and Joey. Thank you, Joey we Bosa. love you, Joey. This episode is sponsored by Joey Bosa. <laughs> and his helmet. Yes. Twice. I wonder what he said to the official, because the official followed him, which is, man, you don't do that. But that's an established referee, too. But that's what I'm saying. What did Bosa what say? Did, yeah, that yeah. Huh. You know, I understand, like, okay, you don't do that if you're the referee, but I'm giving that referee the benefit of doubt. I'm giving this well, of crew course, the benefit he's a playoff of doubt. referee. And, I mean, and the and the whole false start on the Christian Kirk touchdown, that was not a false start. I mean, you. Well, look they said at, that on the broadcast. You, you look at it in slow mo, super slow mo, and yeah. it looks like he just barely flinch. flinches his right outside knee. Yeah. But those tackles always get the benefit of the doubt. Maybe if the interior offensive lineman had done something like that, you might be more inclined to see it. But I, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know what was a freaking bear hug hold on fourth and seven <laughs> in the first half that Asante Samuel Jr. got away with. Oh, that they got go no. Yeah, you, you were having fun either way, by the way. We, we, we can maybe talk about that. It's DBU, baby. You're, 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 <laughs> there's no DBU anymore. What? <laughs> there, there's no DBU anymore. There, there are no good defensive backs. That's Asante. All about, it's, all, it's all about the offense now. There, <laughs> there, there is no DBU. Yeah. That, that is dead and gone. Just well, like the Chargers no, in the playoffs. No second quarterback are, either. Are dead and gone. Yeah. Well, I loved it. It was impressive. Then our man Trevor you were, goes, happy, you were happy either way. My man Trevor goes out to Waffle House after the game. He's but you can see it. You can see it coming. Like yeah. it was like, oh, we're even when it was thirty one to twenty, you were like, Oh no, no, no. We got a yeah, shot here. Right. Like yeah, five minutes left. Yeah, we're, we're good. Fine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, plus after that first half, great to see him bounce back because you know mentally that could be yeah tough yeah so and uh, you know just how many, how many times have you you know I was texting uh, a different group chat not one that you and I have with a friend of the program Jamie but I have another Jacksonville Jaguar group chat and I said not that Urban Meyer would have got us this far but had no. he made it this far and this happened. He would have retired at the end of the first quarter. He'd have had a heart attack. Yeah, he would have like loved his family all of a sudden and like no just been gone for the second half. But hey, we get to do it again this week. That's Trevor right. is still undefeated on Saturdays, and we the play NFL, on Saturday. The NFL is trying to ruin that narrative by making yeah. us go play the Chiefs on a Saturday. But uh, did you see that Doug Peterson interview where someone brought it up to him in a press conference and he's like, "Nope, don't want to talk about that. Don't want to jinx it. Not bringing that up. <laughs> just totally avoided right. the reporter's question." I like it. But yeah, if we go down twenty-seven-zero to Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead, I don't. I don't think like our chances. The Chiefs are going to Chiefs. Well, I no, don't. the Chiefs are going to Chiefs, and they're going to drop a fifty burger. Yeah, on so they're just going to if, if we're down twenty-seven-zero. You know what, TJ? Also, I wanted to mention this week. You know, we got some competition. We are so. Um, admired that our friends over in Bradford County have started their own podcast yes. to try and be more like us. Yes. And yes. so, you know, if you get a chance, obviously. Just like your Florida State fans, you know, we're very humble in, in that right. Regard, right? Yeah. We are five-star. We only look at five-star ratings. Yes. We ignore yes. the rest. You can give our friends, Jamie Rogers, Coach Stapes, John Staples, a listen on their podcast, Deuces and Seven. I will tell you they have a really good interview with Jerry Odom from last week who was former head coach here for a minute. Nice. Now the head coach at Tusculum. It but was talks, a minute. Talks about the NIL, yeah. talks about high school recruiting, and just some really good stuff because, you know, he talks about fighting through adversity, things like mm-hmm. that. Good lessons mm-hmm. for us all to hear. 
And so, yeah, wanted to give them a... Uh, we get, have never promoted another podcast. Well, I mean, podcast. you know, it's not going to be what you get here. But, no. I mean, if you're looking for something else to listen to on a long road trip, yeah. it's an option. That's yeah. all I'm saying. There you go. It's an option. Just go back and forth between episodes. Yeah. It'll give us a listen, give them a listen, go back to us. And... All right, don't be that guy. I've got two. All right, so... I so, had two. Do I remember them all? So, I have... I, well, okay, I have six... I want to run through. Oh my gosh! And, we got to save a few. And I'm kidding. Go ahead. Get, well, yeah. Go so, ahead. Some of them. Uh, some of them I can just mention real quick. I have six I want to talk about. Then I have a quick story about the Jacksonville Jaguars winning. Do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll give a couple of mine, and then you can give one of yours. Okay. okay. All right. Jacoby Myers for throwing a ball 30 yards backwards oh, to yeah, Mac Matt Jones for whatever reason. See, it's please. been the, it's been this long. It's been people. that long. Yeah, yeah. It's been that long. So please don't be that guy. Uh, SoFi Stadium for not allowing tailgates at the um, national title game. Terrible. Again, the West Coast doesn't really know much about national titles in college football, so they don't I understand that the they don't know how this works. So please don't ever come back. Listen, I'm gonna be honest. the na- The national title game for football should never leave the Southeast because you're gonna have at least one team in it. Yeah, always. It should never leave. There's no reason for the national title game in football to be in out. It should not go further west than Texas. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, I know so, Texas is pretty far west, but they, us, they got a shot. Us, but, yeah, that, that's yeah. it right there. Like Jerry World. That, that's yes, where that's, that, it. that's it. Yes. That, that should be Los Angeles, California. Correct. In terms of hosting a national championship game. Correct. Okay, so that's, that's a couple of mine, so go ahead. Okay, so number one, I mean, listen, I don't know the kid – so I'm about to call out a nine-year-old. We got a nine-year-old over at the wreck who has who flops like an Italian World Cup player. That's who teaches so a nine-year-old to well, time flop? Out, time out. Italy hasn't been in the last two World Cups. Well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who teaches? Because you have to be taught that. The World These Cups? kids, no. Neymar. Flopping. Neymar. Flopping. Neymar. He That's went down three times the other night in our game. Does he look at the ref afterwards? Oh, he no, he writhes in pain, but then stays in the game. Nah. And I don't know the kid, so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be, I'm not personally, oh, I'm personally saying something probably against his parents who taught him to flop, but like, what are we doing? Yeah. See, it was always Everybody, big. every other nine-year-old, you just run, you get tripped, and you get back up, and, and see, you run again. And I guess, like, for, for whenever we were in high school, it was always dangerous, not that we flop, but even shown any sign of being injured because they made you sub out. Yes. And, like, you, of course, you can sub back in. It's not It's not like professional soccer where you sub out and you're done. But like, you can come back in, but I didn't want to come off the field for that couple minutes. You know, yeah, so it's, it's a bad look. It's okay, bad look. Yeah, so, so that's, that's a good don't be that guy. Bad look. Speaking of soccer and don't be that guy, um, not sure how much of it you saw. Salt Bay, you remember Salt Bay, the guy that oh yeah salt? yeah yeah Salt yeah. Bubba um, Harris does a great impression of him on Facebook. Well, I hope he doesn't steal the trophy from Argentine players yeah, like salt, salt Bay did. My God, get out of here! Why did not Why did not one Argentine player just kick him right in the face? Well, who let him on the field? So there seems to be some confusion about that, but he's cool with some of the guys at FIFA, which. Just like him and his restaurant that have been flagged for many different violations since he opened it, the FIFA Federation is pretty corrupt. Yeah. So you're, cool with, like, you're cool with a crook, you're a crook yourself. It's about like the Olympic yeah, Committee so from please, Russia. For the love of God, Salt Bay, that made me so mad. I, I remember like watching it live. I'm like, is that Salt Bay over there in the corner? I didn't know and he had then, a name, but I yeah, know who he is. And so I don't know what his actual name is, but yeah, for the love of God, please do not be Salt Bay <laughs> for, for any reason. Oh my gosh! And oh. and my final my final two one of them will be very quick. The guy who bet one point four million dollars on the Chargers money line at halftime when they were winning, or not, I guess not at halftime, but when they oh. were, when they were winning. Tw- so for you guys who don't know, 
There was a guy when the Chargers were beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-0, put $1.4 million down on the Chargers to cover or to win. To outright. win. Yeah, to win. And the $1.4 million bet would have paid out 11000 and some change, which makes we, zero We talked about it. Sense. If you have $1.4 million to bet, do you really need the eleven k that you would net from the bet? No, you should put it in a certificate of deposit that has really good rates right now, and there you can get oh, your money. Oh. If only in no a, time. If only we had a sponsor <laughs> yes. that could... But yeah, so please, I, I will never be in that spot. I, I can't bet $1.40, okay? But to put $1.4 million down to hope to win $11,000, I found that Ridiculous. very, very interesting. And along the same lines as the Jacksonville Jaguar games, I didn't pick up on it because I was very hyped myself inside my own house, and I was my own play-by-play and color commentator. But... Can we please get the skeletal deposit of Tony Dungy and Al Michaels out of my booth? Man, they had no energy at all. I didn't realize it because I was so hyped. Like, I was so upset when we were losing. And so then I was so hyped when we were coming back. And then we won that I just never really picked back up on it. But you can go back and watch the game highlight reel. And so they have the play-by-play announcers on the 15, 20-minute condensed version of the game. And I'm like, my God. It was low just, energy. Just act like you don't want to be there, buddy. You can't be mad at Al Michaels. That's the we believe. Do you believe in miracles? No, guy, I man. can't be mad at him because that's the energy that you could have had, but you elected to. He's seventy nine or something. Well, then get him out of here. I, we don't well, have. Don't we don't disagree. have any more play by play guys. It's, it's, Wait, it might be time. It's like Bobby Bowden, man. It might be time. Hang to it up, Dad Gummit. Hang it up. Out. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, Al. So, so God bless was, you. So that was my don't be. That was my final don't. Man, be you had a lot. All okay. right, so real quick story, then we can get out of here unless you got anything else. You no, want I got to say. my one, my last. Oh, I'm one. sorry. Go ahead. This was I'm my main. You. This was my main one. Was don't be the Alabama High School Athletic Association because the head football or head football head baseball coach for Hoover High School. Which listen, Hoover's not getting any sympathy. I mean, you know, no time like soon. Yeah. IMG of Alabama, but their head coach Adam Mosley had an opportunity this summer to coach on the USA Baseball 18 and under team, which is a very big deal. Yeah, for sure. Huge, huge honor. Well, just so happened, one of his players was invited to participate on that. And under Alabama rules, a coach cannot coach his – he cannot coach any sport, can't coach one of his players in competition outside of the season during the school year. So I messed that up. Let me say it again just so we're all on the same page. A coach in any sport cannot coach one of his players in competition outside the season during the school year. This happened in the fall. The player played for the 18 and under team. The coach was the pitching coach. So they said, well, one of you's got to sit out the season. The coach said, I'll do it. They appealed. Everybody came in and said, listen, he did not coach his guy. He didn't talk to his guy. Yes, they were both around, but he didn't. Nope. Appeal denied. We bring no common sense into this. Alabama High School Athletic Association. Uh, so, so correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like good players are being coached by good coaches, but that's, and they're being penalized. Right. By and we're going to act good. Like, and we're going to act like there's nobody else in Alabama playing on a travel ball team whose coach probably has something to do with it. You know, that's whatever, soft. man. That's weak. Don't be that guy. That's weak. It is. All right. So my final story. And then we can wrap up. We can be done after this. Yeah, because so, we we don't we're not here a lot, so we need no. to get it all out. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but but this is a good one. I'm, maybe I'm overselling this, and I hope it's good. But it, I, it it amused me very much. I have been with my lovely wife. We got married in 2017, but we've been together in totality 11 years. God bless her. So that means in her entire lifetime, she has seen 
three Jacksonville Jaguar playoff wins, including the most recent one uh-huh. that, that we had. Okay, so it's just her and I at the house. We watch the game. She understands we won. She sees the field goal go through. She's you know understands basic math. Thirty one is more than thirty. Cool. She understands that the game is won. What she doesn't understand is the concept of playoff football and continuing to play after you win. So her and I are talking a couple days later, and I'm saying, you know, we might invite some friends over for the Jaguar game. And she looks at me very confused. She's like, wait, there's another one? Oh, she thought this was the Super Bowl? I was like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't don't think she understood the concept of that, you know, we we keep playing. Because we win Week 18 games. We almost ruined us getting a number one overall pick and having to settle for Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or someone else. Crisis averted. We win Week 18 games and almost ruin our draft position all the time. We're used to that. She's just not used to playoff football where it's, hey, cool, all right, now you get to go play Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah. So I'm talking about, yeah, you know, so-and-so is going to come over and they're going to bring this on Saturday for the Jaguar game. And just a look of confusion that swept over her face in realizing that she has another 60 minutes of an irrational husband staring at the her. TV screen. God bless her for any number of reasons. But I hope she didn't watch the Florida basketball game last night where they started 0 for 50 from the floor. We, we Yeah, 8%. Hold, hold yeah, 8% in the first have half. You noti- did you notice that uh, a lot of uh, – and see, we have receipts. Mm-hmm. We have receipts of our Jaguar fandom. Yeah. But the bandwagon got full on yeah. faceplate yeah. the other day in a hurry. Yeah. Huh. Get off. Funny. Get off. We don't need you. Nope. Trevor, Hunter, myself, we're all going to be at the Waffle House. Together. Just, just chilling, hanging out. Just you know. if, especially if I win the Powerball, which has not been going my way lately. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you sticking with us. I swear to God, we will do our best to do like every other week. I swear we will. I'm not making any promises though. We're yeah. busy. You know, stuff happens, man. We're busy. This is. We got just, kids and crap. This isn't just lip service. Yeah. No, I don't have a kid yet, but it's on the way. Which I don't want to yeah. say it's more stressful than Ooh, actually having yeah. children, but having a new house and getting the nursery prepared. It is it, it is it is stressful, yes, especially for the first one, but the third child acting like a tornado of terror is really what gets you going. And, and that has been my life for the last week and a half. Because what happens is it gets her mom really going and not in a good space. And so then that filters down to the entire household. Your, yeah, and that's on you. No, it's not on me. It's just, you know, the, the little girl may may need a don't be that guy. She can you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, she, she's gonna have some things coming her way. Yeah, so we we went after a nine year old, and this don't be that guy. Now we're gonna go after. Listen, man, uh, if you'd have seen it, you're like, I was like, man, really? I mean, this is what we're doing? It's upsetting. That, somebody as had a, to as teach an avid him. Soccer fan. Somebody that, that had to teach me. that kid yeah. to do that. That's what's upsetting. I'm not even mad at the kid. Yeah. I mean, oh it goes gosh. back to the third girls playing basketball, you know, like with the, the different celebrations yes. and the two short celebrations. They, they've just seen it, so they're mimicking it, and they maybe don't even really know, really know what they're doing. I mean, just writhing in pain, but bounce back up, baby. We're back in there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we've heard enough. Hey, good luck to the dogs weightlifting. Or weightlifting. Well, good luck to the dogs weightlifting because we probably won't talk at, before they <laughs> do state. Yeah. Good luck to the wrestlers tomorrow, the rest of our winter sports team, and until next time. Go, go dogs. dogs.